This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, Value Investors. So this is going to be a fun podcast this week. As I promised, we're going to be talking about what's worked in 2020 and looking forward to 2021 in the next couple of episodes here in December of 2020. But this one is going to be kind of a look back at what has worked for value investors. So with Tesla and the other growth stocks still flying high this year, it seems like value investors, all of us have been left out on the cold, right? We've gone nowhere or or so it seems. The value indexes still are lagging a bit, but if you look at some individual stocks, you might have had more luck buying some of those because I know some that have soared in my own value investor portfolio and my own portfolio that were value stocks uh, to start the year. And so I know there's some winners out there, but, you know, we need something to keep us going when these growth stocks are still on the move, right? Um, So, yes, it was possible for value investors to get in on the fund this year. And so I wanted to take a look back at what was happening in January of 2020 with some of these stocks. That was before the pandemic hit, because, again, of course, if you had timed the pandemic sell off correctly, that March coronavirus sell off, sure, you would have gotten a lot of stocks a lot cheaper and those were more values after that sell-off. But many of us didn't time it correctly then because the turnaround happened so quick, so we didn't get in super cheap then. And many of us were just simply buying some new stocks to start 2020, and we were already in those. So what if you had bought before the pandemic, bought some value stocks, and you've held them all this time? Could you find some winners in there? My answer is yes, you could. But you did have to dig around, and luck did play a part in some of it. But buying some value stocks to start 2020 wasn't an awful thing, it turned out. Um, Again, if you kind of guessed or happened to luck out into the correct categories, that's always how it is in investing, right? Um, Luck plays a lot. So I put together a list of five stocks that were cheap to start 2020. Again, this was before we knew anything about the coronavirus. I guess maybe some headlines had started just after the new year about something going on in China, but most investors weren't paying attention and the stock market wasn't really reacting to anything to start the new year over there. So um, this is more of a you know pre-COVID type of look at these stocks. Now, I also did go back and look at some of my podcasts for the value investor that we did to start early January, because I know I was doing some episodes then like I'm going to do this year on what stocks you might want to buy heading into 2021 or to start 2021. And sure enough, I did do a show on classic value stocks. Um, they were they were cheap, all had single digits or, or lower PEs under 15 at the time with the good Zach's rank. And um, I went through a list of those. So I did take a look at that to get some ideas as to what was really cheap and how did those turn out. So I'm going to get to some of those and some of them are going to be included in this list of five. OK, so let's start off with the first stock. And that is Canadian Solar. This was not one of the ones on that podcast, but 
at the beginning of the year, because solar stocks had been so out of favor for so long, like the last five, six years at least, they've been trending, you know, treading water, going nowhere. Canadian Solar CSIQ was one of those. It had a PE around seven or 10 or something. It was very low to start 2020. Um, I did own it in the value investor portfolio here at Zacks, but we had we bought it a couple months before that and it wasn't really doing anything, not going anywhere. Right now, the PE has changed quite a bit um, and the situation with some of the solar stocks have changed. So they have suddenly surged into favor this year as the um, industry has seen a big pickup in demand and then inventory of the wafers and, and whatnot has, has really declined. So industry conditions have really improved significantly in 2020, not really having much to do with the coronavirus per se. This was always expected to happen in 2020. And what the analysts believed would happen actually did happen. So the shares have soared on much better industry-wide conditions. And Canadian solar is now up 71% year to date versus the S&P 500 up about 13%. So this has been one of the big winners, these, this solar area. This uh, company now has a PE of 24 and it is a Zacks 5 strong sell. So I had to go look at that and be like, why is it a 5? And the analysts have all adjusted and cut their earnings estimates for this year and next year based on what the company said they're seeing and um, issues going on there. So that sends a little bit different signal this year versus it being a one or a two, you know, to start last year where the analysts were all raising their estimates. But uh, year to date still shares up 71%. Okay, now switching over to another hot area um, that has really taken off, but it was cheap to start the year, and that is the cannabis side. So another stock you could have gotten into in early 2020, which is also in my value investor portfolio here at Zacks, and it's Innovative Industrial Properties. I've talked about it many times on the podcast, um, on, on various podcasts, even on the Zacks Market Edge podcast, ticker IIPR. This is the REIT, remember, that owns... Uh, buildings and facilities where people, uh, businesses grow marijuana, mainly for medical use. So in states that have legalized medical use marijuana, IIPR has been able to buy properties there and lease them back to companies in the industry. And then they pay out the earnings as the landlord back to us, the shareholders. So it always has paid a considerable dividend. And to start the year, I think it was you know over 4% yield to start the year. Right now it's yielding 3% because the stock has had a big run. Now it was a little bit more on the pricey side to start the year um, on a PE basis. I think it was around 18 times maybe, maybe 20 times, but that was not, uh, awful considering that the earnings estimates were rapidly being increased and on the rise and actually still are. So year to date, these shares are up 109% now 
They have been on a run. The rest of the marijuana stocks have kind of caught up in the last like month or month and a half to the hotness side of the marijuana trade. So IIPR has always kind of stood uh, separately, a little separately from the growers on the cannabis trade because they are the REIT. And this stock has been on a run off of the coronavirus lows, actually, and not just in the last month. But it is now, uh, you know, participating in this marijuana rally as well. So up 109 percent. So how about that current P.E.? It's not as cheap as it used to be. It's trading at 30 times right now. It is Zach's number two, however, because those earnings estimates that I talked about that were on the increase to start 2020 are still on the increase. So their uh, earnings are expected to be up another 58% for 2021 and revenue growth, the analysts are still still seeing up 54%. And again, it's now yielding 3% and it is a REIT. So keep that in mind when you're looking at it as an investment and that kind of thing for tax purposes. But Innovative Industrial Properties was Uh, much cheaper and kind of being ignored to start 2020 and not so much here um, anymore. So, okay. Um, Also, I own that one in my own personal portfolio and it's still in the value investor portfolio, as I mentioned. Okay. And switching on to our third stock and that is RH, ticker RH. I've talked about this one on various Buffett podcasts that we did because remember Berkshire Hathaway bought RH in the third quarter of 2019 and back then it was actually cheap on a PE level I think it was trading somewhere around 13 times maybe up to 15 times but he still got in when it was fairly cheap on that earnings side right now it's trading at 27 times because it's had quite a run year to date up 120%. A lot of that is off of a pandemic play because furniture has just taken off. We all are staying at home. We're all redoing our houses. We all uh, want some outdoor furniture for staycations and all that. And RH is one of the beneficiaries along with all the other furniture companies. There's not a single furniture company that is not killing it right now. So it doesn't matter who you are, but RH um, is, is, benefiting big time from that. So again, they're more expensive now at 27 times. They're about to report earnings. So we'll see how they're doing heading into 2021 and whether or not the stock can continue this super hot pace or if it'll, uh, you know, kind of pull back here. Also, I own RH and I've owned it for several years, actually. So um, if you want to know about RH, follow me on Twitter because I will tweet out conference calls and things going on with RH on my Twitter feed. So go over there. Um, Okay, so switching on to number four, this is also a retailer and I've talked about it numerous times on various podcasts as well. And it's Hibbit Sports. H-I-B-B. Now, this is one of those that was on the podcast from early January 2020 as one of the, the cheap, uh, you know, classic value stocks to start 2020. And Hibbit, ticker H-I-B-B, is now up 62% year to date. And remember, the S&P 500 is up 13%, so quite outperformed 
performance here. At the time of the podcast, it had a PE of 10.4. Right now, it's even cheaper because those earnings estimates are on the rise, and it's at 8.4. So, um, yeah, Hibbit Sports is one of the beneficiaries, like RH, of the pandemic because we all want to be outside and do outside activities. So we're rushing off to Dick's, Hibbit's, um, Sportsman's Warehouse. Any of these stocks have been very hot and outperforming this year. A lot of them are cheap. I've talked about them on the podcast. How long will this trend last? I don't know. They're retailers, so retailers can get hot and cold. Same with the furniture with RH. But right now, uh, and with the pandemic still ongoing, we still are taking hikes and we're still working out at home and we're still, um, you know, playing outdoor sports. And I still want those snowshoes for the winter and all of that. So Hibbets could be interesting uh, going on from here. So it still is X number one and it's still got a single digit PE. So that's impressive even with with that run. Um, okay, and then the fifth stock, this is also one off of the podcast. So I did have some some big winners in that, in that podcast. It's Penn National Gaming, ticker P-E-N-N. And I didn't know then, I kind of blew it off in the podcast, that this would be one of the big, big winners of 2020. Shares are up 196% year to date. It's had a PE of 12.3 in January, so it was cheap um, back then when it was included in that screen, and it had the good Zach's rank, and so, you know, that's why it got on the list. Now, for that podcast, I only got eight stocks on the screen, and I decided to do all eight of them, and so this was included in there. The forward PE right now is 130. So times have changed. Times have changed with Penn. Let me look at those estimates real quick um, because, you know, maybe it's not so good on the estimate side. Well, we're still seeing um, quite a big gain in earnings here going into 2021. Expected to see a gain of 133% um, back up to $1.59. But this year they have been on the decline and it's supposed to lose 478. So that's probably why it's got that big PE because those estimates did come down as the year went on here from the start of the year when it was only trading at 12 times. But this was the big winner from the podcast of early January, 2020, Penn National Gaming, P-E-N-N. So you can see from just these five names, it wasn't all sad if you happen to be lucky or whatever else you're, you managed to be in these five stocks here in 2020 and you held on through the coronavirus sell-off, which was you know quite scary. And then you just held on as it rebounded. But if you did, you saw some pretty big gains. Now, what about the other stocks that were in that podcast? So let's say you did not choose Penn or um, Hibbets, and you went with maybe some of the other ones. So I took a look at the other ones, and it was kind of a mixed bag with some of the other ones. So uh, some of the names were Bright House Financial, BHF. That is still down 10% year-to-date. Credit Suisse. 
ticker CS, that is still down 3.8%. MetLife was in there, that is still down 6.6%. And the worst performer was Telefonica, a Spanish uh, utility. TEF is the ticker there. That is still down 32% year to date. So if you had just said, oh, I'm going to try to buy that dividend paying stock. Telefonica at the time of the podcast was paying 6.3% dividend yield. So if you went just for the dividend, you're not you're not doing too good because Penn National Gaming was not paying any dividend. And look at the difference there. Um, Telefonica, by the way, is now currently paying 9.9%. And I warned in January's podcast that, uh, you know, make sure that they're still paying it for one. And I'm always a little dubious when the dividend yields do get that high because that means, you know, maybe something not good is going on there. So if it is still paying 9.9%, um, that's because it's still down 32% year to date and you may get not much appreciation in the actual underlying investment. So keep that in mind um, that it's not always a good thing to just you know, seek out the dividend depending on what your goal is. Uh, but if you're looking just for the income side, maybe that is uh, one to, to check out again. Now, um, one of the other uh, two other stocks actually have performed better than what these ones are that I just mentioned. Um, one of those is Signet. That was in there, ticker SIG. Uh, it's been cheap all year, and I've mentioned it on numerous podcasts. That was up 25.7% year to date. And remember, S&P is up 13. So you are now outperforming the S&P. If you had bought Signet in January and you held it all year long. And then the final stock was a home builder, MDC Holdings, ticker MDC. I now, now own this. I did not buy it in, in January. But, um, and it's also in the value investor portfolio now, but in, January, it was trading with a PE of 9.3, this home builder, and now it's trading with a PE of 9.5, but the shares are up 24% year to date because those earnings are up. That's how the PE has stayed about the same for the year. But the, um, you know, still a cheap stock. Like I've been mentioning all year, those home builders still remain cheap on a classic value valuation on the PE, on the price to book, on these other things, because the E continues to rise as they're seeing record uh, contracts, record deliveries, record backlogs, record everything as everybody rushed out to buy homes with these record low mortgage rates. It's records all around on the home building side. So I'm expecting some home builders to be in Similar lists that we're going to have for what stocks to look for that are cheap into 2021, that would not be surprising because as a group, they all have great SACS ranks and they all are, you know, single digits or very low uh, double digit PE ratios right now. So, so this is some interesting stocks, right? It's not all doom and gloom for us value investors out there. Um, there's still ways to outperform the, the indexes and there still is uh, winners out there among these value stocks and among stocks that everybody was ignoring because this year, 2020, just goes to show you, you we don't know what's going to happen 
going forward. We didn't know that a, a global pandemic was coming and that everybody would be staying at home and all these different habits would form and buying patterns would change and some companies would really be beneficiaries and others would not. We had no idea. So that's why you want to have a diverse portfolio, number one, and also why you want to be in some of these areas that everybody else thinks are left for dead, right? So. That might mean going into 2021 that maybe some of these other areas that are hated, like energy, for instance, or maybe even the banks, might be places we might be looking around a lot more in 2021 than we have here in 2020. So let me recap some of these tickers again of stocks that have been value stocks that have been big winners here in 2020. And the first one was Canadian Solar, ticker CSIQ. It is now a Zach's number five strong sell. I'm surprised to see that. But um, so that gives me a little bit of pause. But solar stocks have finally busted out of their uh, trading range. So they're, that's why they're hot. And then marijuana, another hot area, Innovative Industrial Properties, IIPR. Then some of the retailers that were beneficiaries of the pandemic that were cheap uh, have busted out, including RH, ticker RH, and Hibbit Sports, ticker HIBB. And then we had Penn National Gaming, anything in the gaming side is hot again. PENN is the ticker there, up 196% year-to-date, now trading at 130 times, however. So it's not making the list for next year. And then I'll just recap some of those other tickers that were in that old podcast, Bright House Financial, BHF, Credit Suisse, CS, MetLife, MET, Signet, SIG, MDC Holdings, MDC. So you want to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the Value Investor Podcast. What if you had missed that January 2020 episode and you didn't get this this list of classic value stocks, so you didn't buy any of those, and now maybe you missed out on a, a real good buying opportunity. So that's what we try to do here at the Value Investor. We try to uncover great companies that the market is ignoring. And so I intend to do that going into 2021. So you don't want to miss our future episodes here where we're going to try to find some of these hidden gems. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, or you can also get the Zach's Market Edge, but you got to get it along with the Value Investor on SoundCloud. Search for Zach's Market Edge over there. You can also now subscribe or at least find all our podcasts now on zax.com. We have a podcast page. Yay. You can get all of our podcasts there, including great ones on ETF, the ETF investor over there where Mina Mishra interviews everybody who's anyone on ETFs over there. And she's been doing some great episodes um, on, you know, the hot ETFs, including marijuana and um, IPOs and things like that. So Be sure to check out all of our podcasts at Zach's.com on that podcast tab. And until next week, I'll see you again then with some more value stacks.
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.